Hey, this is Vaughn, just letting you know what's going on. This podcast has a lot of visual extras that you can find on filmwank.com. Enjoy! Are you female? Are you a virgin? Is your group of friends getting smaller and smaller? Then you may be a final girl. The slasher trope that ensures that if you're a good girl, you get to live till the end. This week, we slash and gash over who is the best final girl of all time on... Hi, and welcome to Film Dispute, the only show where two films go into a cage of death and are only one exits, decided by you, the viewer. This is my friend Sigrid. Hi. Sigrid, tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do? I'm uh, happily unemployed. I meant um, like film-wise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a job interview. <laughs> okay, good. Because I suck at those. I enjoy watching many different movies. I enjoy watching horror. We've had many horror conversations in yeah. the past. Yeah. And, and horrible conversations. And, and lots of horrible conversations. It's true. We'll get to what this week's is about first. But let's get to the feedback. <laughs> Commenter Sally said, Vor keeps talking softly into the mic while looking at the camera. Feeling very ASMR. Ooh. More of this, please. Less Rob. Well, you're going to get a lot less of Rob because he's currently in America for four months teaching kids how to make films. And uh, if you're feeling the hairs rise on the back of your neck, that's just the sweet syrupy sounds of my voice. I don't believe it. I don't know how that's a thing. John says, shampoo or conditioner? I prefer soap. TM. Soap TM. <laughs> Why do why you bother comment this I shit? I like Jordan. I'm uh, said, stop watching as soon as I saw the Thornton action figure. Although, good happy Gilmore experts. Uh, thank you, Jerome Aginla, <laughs> famous NHL hockey player. Thanks for that. Thanks for watching for even a tiny bit. And Milkproof said, what? <laughs> yeah, great insightful commentary. I, I asked people, if you don't agree with what film we chose... What film do you choose? And this is what we get in return. And finally, we've got Sally again. The racism is really is pretty viscerally offensive. And that moves us nicely onto last week's results. Let's see if it was racist enough to warrant Rob winning. Check out the results for last week, which was worst Adam Sandler film of all time. We'll go down. Great video. Grown Ups 2, 53% with eight votes. And Ridiculous 6 with 7 votes, 40. I squeaked him. Squeaked by him. Dominated him. Not really, but I squeaked by him. <laughs> and that, that means that I get to choose. I finally got another win under my belt. I get to choose what punishment he receives. So the punishment, as I just said before, Rob is currently in America teaching children film at a summer camp. So I've decided the film he's going to have to try and watch while he's over there is Triumph of the Will. The famous German Nazi propaganda film, seeing as he was calling me a racist, uh, well, I do what makes me really happy, him trying to have to watch this and kids in the cabin next door just hearing all this German shouting yeah. Yeah. and hopefully a rumour spreading around <laughs> the camp that he is a secret Nazi. He can join my unemployment club. Yeah. <laughs> He'll definitely get fired. Maybe deported. <laughs> this week, we dispute what is the best final girl film of all time. What have you chosen, Sigrid? I've chosen the first instalment of Nightmare on Elm Street with and final girl Nancy Thomas. Yep. And I've chosen first instalment of Halloween starring Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. Round one. Nightmare on Elm Street, first instalment, 1984. 
chose this as my PowerPoint background because I wanted to be like Martin for this. And he had just a really amazing PowerPoint. He did. And such a good image. It's the, I love this image so much. I so. almost use that for mine. Then, <laughs> then, yeah, then you I went with the better one. <laughs> okay. Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. A group of teenagers begin to experience horrific nightmares, picked off one by one by Freddy. The final girl, Nancy Thompson, investigates the true identity of Kruger. And I wouldn't then, say investigates. What are you doing? She, what are you talking her about? Mu- her, mom, her mom tells her. That's it. Well, she goes like a little bit of digging. It's more digging than we'll get to this. We'll okay. get to it. We'll get to this. Cause okay. It's I'll more, let you go. Let you go. It's more activity. I'll let, I'll let it play. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just saying it's more activity in Nancy than previous final girls. Okay. So just yeah, to deal with that. Deal with that. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> and then with this knowledge, which she gets from, you know, various sources her mum is one of them it's a great scene and her other research dream skills such a good term i love it so much i thought it was dream magic this entire time i rewatched it i was like no dream skills and i like that even more <laughs> dream skills um, nancy ultimately confronts freddie besting him during their showdown disagree with that as well Oof. okay how does know. she how does she best him he mounts her mother and turns her into an animatronic skeleton <laughs> Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, there's an animatronic skeleton at the end. It's pretty good. Yeah. What are you talking about the um, porthole door stuck through mannequin scene? What are you talking about? No, that, no, no. That, that's, that's, that's great as well. So that's great. Uh, no, I'm talking about at the end where <laughs> Freddy Krueger's put on about 20 pounds because he's in a flame retardant suit and then he jumps onto the mum and yes, bed, mounts her, bad. And, oh, then, yeah. and then it turns into an, she turns it into an animatronic skeleton that yeah. goes... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. So good. That, so I think Freddie won there. Pretty much that he beat her mum and... But wait, we're not talking about Nancy's mum. We're talking about Nancy. What do you, you say losing her mum is... Uh, I'll let you continue. What? I'd say losing <laughs> your mum is not a win. You're the best thing. To, yeah, okay. I, I do agree with that. And now I, don't want, I just don't want to sound like a monster. Like, yeah, losing your mum nothing. Get over it, Nancy. But Shout out to the orphans out there. <laughs> That's not what I was trying to say, though. And you made me look like a monster. <laughs> Fuck you. W- welcome to Film Dispute. <laughs> Cigarette hates orphans. <laughs> this is so much more difficult than I anticipated. <laughs> Be warned, anyone that Vaughn approaches to do these shows. Getting me flustered. Okay. Besting him during their showdown. Yes, she lost her mum and a whole bunch of her friends. Really terrible life she has going on. But in the actual confrontation... I guess he does turn <laughs> But then he also turns into a car, so... That is such a great scene, yeah. Car kills... Would, would, you, would you say that she won in that competition where uh, she's he, she's driving off and he's the well, car? Well, I wanted to do a little bit of research. Fuck you, that little face you just gave me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'll let you get past your first slide. I'll stop smashing on your first slide. Continue. I'm, I'm going to do this so bad <laughs> when it's your turn. Okay, so wait, whoops, sorry. Um, what is my argument? What do I even want to talk about? That was just a little brief history of Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street, in case you haven't seen it. Spoilers galore. Nightmare is the best film that features a final girl, that's what we're disputing. Nightmare was made after Slasher was already pretty much established, giving it an advantage. Um, in terms point. of, I, I think oh, I, thanks, thanks for. I don't even <laughs> want to accept. Like, no, I'm not taking it. I don't feel like it's. You're just like trying to bait me now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've gotten me really mad. It's the point. It's, I'm just listen to my arguments, yeah. all right? It's good arguments. Yeah, giving it an advantage over, you know, movies like Halloween that were produced a lot earlier. You know, it's 
a true. You just agreed with it. It was a good point. Um, I said it was a good point. I didn't say it made it better than Halloween. That would ruin the whole point of this argument. Well, yeah. All right. Listen. And also, I'm going to argue that Nancy is a refined final girl because of that point. Compared with Laurie Strode in particular, she's better constructed in terms of character and style of defense. And style of defense is like pretty important to me. It's going to so get. Wait, well, okay. Are you going to expand on that point? The style no, of that's it. I'm done. Okay. No. Go, go <laughs> No, like so. So, why is her character better than, or her style of defense better? Yeah, I am gonna get to that. Okay, cool. Yeah, by nineteen eighty four, slasher was pretty well established already. Dozens of films had been released. I just really like a lot of these posters, so it was just my excuse to put them on a PowerPoint. I think a lot of them are super nifty, particularly prom night. All of these movies kind of help to establish and simultaneously develop the kind of tropes that slasher was known for. The final girl, the bunch of teens the usually promiscuous pretty girl, yeah the, the promiscuous girls the the jock the all the character kind of dead the, bodies appearing drop flopping out yep. yeah 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 and like the killer who was you know often like super quite hulky or hyper masculine and yeah all of that kind of shit what what cabin in the woods did like yeah. in a nutshell actually in 1980 as well Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert had a show called Sneak Previews, which I thought it was at the movies, but this was before that. They dedicated an episode of that to what they termed women in danger films because all of the movies up until then, in 1980, so like pretty soon after Halloween, like two years, they they already thought that there were so many of these movies being made that they would dedicate like an entire episode of it to these movies and then they went through all the tropes as well so basically what i'm trying to say is by this time fuckloads of these movies had existed and the point of all of this is that unlike halloween which along with texas chainsaw massacre which is commonly thought to be like the original final sally hardesty and laurie strode and their slash what year was texas chainsaw massacre 74 and what year was halloween you should know that 78 I believe. Okay. Maybe yeah. 79. Fuck, I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's not a matter But that was, before, that was before Halloween. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By a couple of years. The point of everything is that I'm like Halloween and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nightmare on Elm Street had the advantage of being made with a strong amount of sources to draw on. Like it could take all the tropes that had already Take been... all the best parts and steal it for themselves. Well, that's what all the slashers were doing. That's why so many people fucking hate slasher because it's not an original. But that's why slashers so What much about fun. the original ones? Well, original isn't always best. That's we so could that's have up a to dispute. You guys are, that's up <laughs> yeah, because I was going to point this out that when I was like writing all of this out, I was like, "Is one of your arguments going to be that because she's lauded as like the original final girl? Yeah, is original? Does that automatically equate to best? Because no, that's a well, that's such well, a weak well, wait, so we'll get to it to mine. See if it's any part of my. Uh, you know, let's before we get into that. Wait for mine. See, see if it's part of part of the thing. But I think what you got, what you're going for you in Nightmare on Elm Street is that it's creative in a way. It's a creative concept, yeah. and it results in creative deaths and creative scary stuff. And that's the original concept that it's got going for it. But Halloween is original in its own way; that it's completely original yeah. in, in concept. So you can't fight both say both points and say, "Oh, well, original is not always best" because you want to get all the best bits from that and build on it when one of the main points in why Nightmare on Elm Street is really good is its original concept. But I would also argue, though, which is a little bit later on, that Nightmare on Elm Street does take all of these tropes and traits of slasher and kind of 
works with them in a way that we hadn't previously seen in a slasher movie before. So on top of like, it's pretty original concept, which even Wes Craven was interviewed talking about how he stole that from various kind of like Inception. urban legends. I think you'll yeah. find he stole it from Inception. It was. Yeah. It was. How yeah. did you know that? Um, <laughs> Film buffs. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, like he he just read about that kind of dream skills in uh, like war experiments and stuff like that. Okay. People, you know, not sleeping for a super long time and all the dream mythology. He just like kind of built on that. And Freddy Krueger, you would know this. Freddy Krueger was actually based on like a pretty pop... No, they wrote Freddy Krueger. I'm wrong. Mm. They wrote Nightmare on Elm Street and then... I failed already. Um, <laughs> they wrote a, they wrote the movie and then when they were going to release it, there was a really famous case in like California or something oh, with yeah, like a bunch of children that died and yeah. so they pushed the release date back. But that's not what he based it on. Ah, yeah. oh, fucked everything up. Nightmare on Elm Street did do something quite creative, particularly with the final girl, like the way yeah. that the tropes of slasher... They have to be like a particular way. Otherwise, people won't recognize that she's the final girl. Just yeah. like if you don't have the tropes of a slasher, you won't be able to recognize it as yeah. a slasher. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. But you're wrong. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so what is the final girl since we've been banging on about her for so long? Carol Clover well, wrote this book. which We well, actually have the book. Yeah. Is Nightmare on Elm Street mentioned in there? Several times. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping you it was borrow wasn't. it if you want. Okay. Pretty good. It's a lot of psychoanalytic film theory, which okay. is just... For nerds. So, so shit. <laughs> it's so awful. But anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the final girl is a character who first generally notices the danger and alerts her friends, determines how to avert the danger, and either does so... I've, I can just see your face in my periphery doing so many things. <laughs> so distracting. Just remember this. Remember this for later. I'll bring it up oh, later. Oh, fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she... Averts the danger and either does so herself is able to facilitate it in some way and who is generally the most thoroughly developed character of the film. Those are just basic points. There's other points that stuff like Cabin in the Woods and Scream latch onto a lot more specifically about the final girl. Like I'll just make you have a note there. So the character who first generally notices the danger first. Okay, cool. Wait, what did I... What? Who first generally notices the danger. Okay. Oh, you little son of a bitch. You're setting something up for later. I'll see you. Yeah. Continue. Little dog. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so that was paraphrasing Carol Clover, who coined the term final girl in an essay in 19... Oh, fuck. I can't even deal with you right now. In like 1987 or something. I don't always like what Carol Clover has to say. This is a little side tangent. I just have to kind of put it out there because I went back to this book a little bit to do this. Carol comments quite a bit on Your Final Girl. She, obviously, Laurie Strode, original Final Girl, blah, 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 give her credit where credit is due. She comments on the evolution of the Final Girl from Texas Chainsaw Massacre to Halloween, commenting that it's a passive to active evolution, which I do actually agree with, but I'm going to say that Nancy, and it has nothing to do with her chronology, it helps a lot that she came after both of these, Nancy's more active. Like, I think terms like passive and active are quite useful in terms of the style of so your main point is that nancy is a better final girl because she's more active in solving the threat than uh laurie strode i guess in a nutshell it's also the style of her defense but we'll get to that in a bit okay i'm not on board with a lot of what clover says because she says that to celebrate the final girl as a feminist development is a particularly grotesque expression of wishful thinking which I just couldn't disagree with more. 
particularly in the context of Slasher where like, I get what she's saying because Slasher is like, punish the women and particularly the party sluts who are just going around having fun and drinking beer. And there are so many analyses of Slasher where the men die more than women, but the screen time dedicated to their deaths is under half or something like that. So it's a very punish the women kind of genre. But then to not give any credit to a pretty good, often super fleshed out character, female character amongst all of them, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like she's... You can't have it both ways. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I I think that's your point. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, they're spending too much time killing this girl. And they're spending heaps of time on the final girl. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though in movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Sally is, like, her final girl scene is, like, the last third of that movie. It's, like, 20 minutes long or something. And it is just literally her running around screaming covered in blood for, like, a lot of it when she's not, you know, having someone, like, very feebly try to hammer open her skull and stuff (laughs) like that. Great film. Sorry I keep looking at this. I can't, like, I, I... so reliant on my notes. It's so annoying. That's okay. Just remember when you're voting, guys, who's who, who's, <laughs> who's addressing the audience, who's looking up, looking into your beautiful eyes, all your audience members. I didn't say they don't <laughs> have beautiful eyes. I, I'm sure their eyes are gorgeous. Even the orphans. I'm sure the orphans <laughs> have the nicest eyes of all. I don't know why I'm like trying to buy the orphan vote. <laughs> niche, niche area going for the... With the passive and active thing, I think what's really important to consider is that very obvious that Sally Hardesty could be called a passive defense in terms of the final girl because she doesn't really defend herself. Her defense is more running away really well. And she does run away really, really well. Laurie Strode, on the other hand, very resourceful, using household items that she weaponizes very effectively, but constantly backed into a corner or forgetting or just being too flustered to think about fighting back as opposed to thinking about fighting back. And then you've got Nancy, who doesn't wait to be backed into a corner before retaliating. She doesn't wait for a lot of her friends to die. So <laughs> Yeah, she's not the greatest friend. <laughs> Terrible friend. Oh, we're not arguing best friend. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Okay. <laughs> um, she plans ahead... You're like, she didn't investigate shit. She didn't investigate Freddie's identity. I don't know. Call it what you want and use a different word. She found out about Freddie's Listened identity. Listened to her mum, yeah. which is good. You should listen to your mum. Dream skills. Researches survival and booby traps in defence, which is just like crazy active. She actually takes control of her situation at a pretty early point. May I counterpoint? Does that make a good final girl? Do you want... Do you want a final girl that <laughs> is making you feel scared for your situation? Going like, I don't know what I'd do. Or some resourceful Home Alone, Kevin McAllister and female form winning the day. I'd rather, I'd rather be scared and go like, like I'm a giant pussy. I'd be <laughs> like, whenever I think about this stuff, I always think that like, I'm running away in a movie. I just run and hide behind the couch and then just wait for them to walk by and then just run the other way for ages. Or just hide, like hide in somewhere and just hide for hours and they... They get bored and leave. Yeah. That's what I want in a final girl. Someone who's... Someone not... who's you. Yeah. So you want a final boy. I want to, I want to put... <laughs> you want a final Vaughn. Yeah. This I, isn't that, final Vaughn. The, the point of the final girl is to put yourself in their shoes. 
A lot of it, yeah. But like, why wouldn't you want, like, uh, seriously, like think about how many somewhat scary situations you've ever been in and all the movies you've ever seen have rushed through your head and you're like, I'll always end up choosing freeze, hide and freeze. <laughs> like, that's very smart. But in terms of watching something, if I want to put myself in her shoes, it's like, yeah, I could maybe do stuff like that. Like she, she didn't know any of this shit and then she just read about it. And look how good she got at it. The scene where she's putting the gunpowder into yeah. the light globe, I'm like, I could do that. That's what I want in a final go. Uh, you're going to blow your fucking face <laughs> yeah, off if you I do know, that. I would. <laughs> that's Continue. exactly what I would do. So, Laurie Strode, active. I think that's a very, like, active kind of image of her as well. She's not inactive and she's not passive. And she gets a lot of flack for her final girl status, particularly from women like, or people like Carol Clover and popular and academic writing because of the things that I just said, like, backed into a corner before she does anything. But like one of the points that we've discussed, all of her weapons being, you know, symbols of female domesticity and her weaponizing them, very significant. So, yeah, people should get off her back. But Nancy Thompson, better, proactive. <laughs> Gunpowder. Gunpowder in light globe. Like, I'm like, now I've got that in my mental repertoire. How did she break the hole in the light globe? I don't even know how she made the hole in the light globe. <laughs> she, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why she was able to stay up for so long as oh, well. Oh, true. Damn. Just unlocked something that I never realized <laughs> okay. before. Round two. A nightmare on Elm Street. Do cats ride cable cars? Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Don't, shut your mouth, because for anyone who doesn't know, this is the linchpin. You may, you may go, what, what has that got to do? What has that got to do with Nightmare on Elm Street? Wait for the end of my oh, presentation, you'll find out. You're the worst. First off, issue I have with Nightmare on Elm Street, opening titles. If you were making a movie, what kind of font would you use or typeface would you use when you're making your film? Would it be Comic Sansy, Fridge Magnet? Comic Sansy! What Comic Sansy? It looks like a fridge magnet, it's kids' fridge magnet font. That, and even I agree the kernings with. off, it looks like it says as associate producer John Burroughs, and it's all wonky. It looks like a kid's. Yeah. Because the theme the, of this is meant uh, to be like the kids' like little lullaby. That actually makes a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like a motif. Do you even understand what a motif is? I fuck off, man. <laughs> um, this is, <laughs> I shouldn't call you a cunt. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> this is a, this is the opening scene to your movie. You're meant to put them in the in the mood of the movie. This just makes you think. Oh, have I accidentally walked into Kindergarten Cop? This is yeah, because Kindergarten Cop starts like this. What I think you... it actually does. I'm going to play the start actually, of Kindergarten Cop, Kindergarten Cop right now because I remember yeah. it starts really fucking dark. It does. It, it does actually. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Let's get to basics. What is a final girl? Let's go to Wikipedia. The trope concept. A common plot line in many horror films is one which a series of victims is killed one by one by a killer amid increasing terror, culminating in a climax in which the last surviving member of the group usually female, either vanquishes or ki the killer escapes. Uh, according to your favourite author of all time, <laughs> she is typically sexually unavailable or virginal and avoids the vices of victims like illegal drug use. Yeah. Okay, so... She's a good egg. To, to break it down, basically, virginal... No virginal, mate. Virginal, yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> virginal, yeah, that's virginal. She's from G Virginia. Virginial, yeah. So basically, let's go back. <laughs> virginial, virginal, virginal. <laughs> fucking hell, I am so fucking sick. It's fever fucking voice. Virginal, virginal. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Let's try one more time. Virginal. Yeah. No illegal drugs. Does not show a tatties. Oh, no tatties at all. No, ta they never show their tatties. No. 
and is the last one alive after her teen friends are dead. That is the definition of a last girl. Those four things make them a last girl, would you say? I wouldn't say that's the definition. I would well, say that those are the, you know, the character tropes. tropes that, yes, exactly. Yeah. So what the would you say what would you say to this? And what was one of yours before you said that she's generally the one who first one realizes the threat? Let's talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Who's the first one to Tina. realize the threat? Yeah, Tina's the first oh, one. Oh, what's the word generally? I believe it's a qualifier in that sentence. Do you even un- you don't even... Yeah, no, I knew you were going to say that. I wish I hadn't remembered to say general. <laughs> Nancy is not a final girl. Oh, shit! So how can you win this argument when she's not even a final girl? That's your argument? Yes. Oh, my God. That's I want to a- see where this is going. Bring it. Virginal. Yes. Yeah, okay. She's okay. virginal. No illegal drugs. I'll say yes, but she does take a lot of sleeping pills, maybe Dexies. Like and antis- we, we did... And then illegal, yeah. And, and also, she's on the pippy. So, yeah. you know I mean, so answers that a lot. Does not show her tatties. Wrong. She does show her tatties. In the bathtub. Exactly. Look, that's pure side boob tatty. Tatty. Exactly. Disqualified I feel instantly. Like I'm a lawyer. I want to be writing down all these things. Like, yeah. mm, I'm listening, and I got something to say about that. <laughs> say I hope about, I remember. Say about that because that's I, I don't know about you, but that's a tatty. Um, it's what I said before about the fact that Nightmare on Elm Street is interesting and. Better. Because it takes a lot of these conventions, tropes, traits, characteristics, all this shit, and does something, your word, creative with them. It doesn't need Disqualif- to be... Disqu- <laughs> disqualified as a final girl. I think showing her tatties doesn't... That's anti-feminist. You okay. Is the last one alive after her teen friends are dead? What's this? Wrong. This is one of the last shots of the movie. That's all her friends, including her... Her female friend. Are we right not going to talk about any of the sequels? Where well, she comes that, back that. and she's no, massively this, this alive. Is, if you want, if you should have chosen one of the sequel movies, if you want, if you thought that's the best final girl. <laughs> it's we're talking about this single movie, and look at her, all her friends are there, and well, she's not the. Just final. so you know, she doesn't die. This whole thing is. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. What, what, what is what is this whole thing? I just well, we can't talk about like the sequels where yeah. she's well, very okay. much alive. Okay, so all of her friends are alive. I said she. She yeah, is yeah, pretty yeah. much alive. But, like, but what about her friends? Her friends are here at the end of the movie. They're still alive. Yeah. yeah. So she, how could you be the final girl if all your, you're not the final girl? There's another girl there. That, that's, you see what I mean? I, but then that's the same thing as what Carol Clover and dickbags like that say about how um, if the final girl is rescued at the end, like Laurie Strode, by a man, then it just completely negates any of what she did before. And it's like, well, then that's you're not paying attention to any of what she did do before. She's it, quite... Well embodied. There's a girl there. You can't be the final girl when there's another girl there. I don't think it's that simple. Let's go to my theory. Yeah, go on then. Because I thought, okay, so let's go quickly through. If you haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, sorry, I just ruined it for you. Um, (laughs) Rules of the Elm Street universe. Freddy can only get you in your dreams. In your dreams, he has the ability to manipulate the dream, change the location, morph himself into weird and wonderful creative things. Dream skills. Yeah. (laughs) Injuries you get in the dream happen in real life. Mm -hmm. So if you get stabbed, you start bleeding in real life. Uh, You can bring things out of your dream into real life. And then in the real world, Freddy no longer has his powers. These are the rules of the Elm Street universe. Correct? It looks like that. It's kind of difficult to tell with Nightmare on Elm Street because it's just changing so much shit up. Exactly. So... Let's have a look at this. So I'm going to give you a quick backstory in, into this theory. So Nancy's boyfriend is Johnny <clears throat> Depp. She rings him. And she's like, hey, don't go to bed. You're going to die. And he falls asleep like an idiot. <laughs> and idiot. Uh, she tries to call again and her parents pick up the phone. So this qualifies. This is in the real world. This isn't a dream right now. So this is her parents picking up the phone. His, his parents. Yeah. You've just got to be firm with these kids. That's all. Let's go. Okay, so... 
that's them interacting with the real world. Then she gets a call back and it's Freddy on the line. So she rips out her phone and throws her phone down. And then this happens. And her phone's ringing. It's not plugged into the wall. It's ripped out of the wall. It's this. Very spooky. Okay, but this is in the real world. Yes. You can't, well, it seems you like can't, it. You can't manipulate the real world. That's breaking of the rules of the universe. And look at this. By the way, if anyone... Okay, this is. let's get serious for a second. <laughs> if anyone at home is addicted to drugs or alcohol... There's a really great message here of how to get a past addiction. Maybe I'm going to stop drinking. I just don't feel like it anymore. Just don't feel like it anymore. If yeah. you don't feel like it, just stop it. Yeah. Just don't feel like it anymore. I don't feel like it anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to. And you see here, so this indicates, and she turns into a rag doll. Uh. And so you have a mother turning into a rag doll, a phone turning into like a licky mouth, and you have someone instantly getting over an addiction by just going, I don't feel like it anymore. <laughs> These all indicate things that wouldn't happen in the real world. Would you say that final scene is a dream sequence, seeing as Freddy's there and all these weird things like her turning into a rag doll and the car being Freddy is all dream stuff? That's the, like, I thought that was, like, pretty... Yeah. Pretty Fuck you. Oh, my God. It's yeah. all a dream. The whole movie is a dream. And do you know why that's the worst trope in all is of that, cinema? Is that what it is, though? Like, because I'm Well, how genuinely... could it not be? You have scenes that happen... It meant to be in the real world where people are like when Freddy's manipulating him and yeah. you can't do that outside of dreams that means the whole movie is a dream and do you know why dream movies suck where it all oh, wake up at the end and it was all a dream everything was inconsequential nothing in the movie mattered because it was all just in someone's head and that means if it was all in someone's head how is she even a final girl because none of it really happened it was just someone's you dream you could argue that so easily about fucking Halloween Friday the 13th how? any shit that like that because you fucking put uh, like a, a chainsaw through that dickhead's face and he'll come back the very next movie or like within minutes to find somebody else so That's this is <laughs> I think I think if, if someone turns to a rag doll right after being recovered from uh, alcohol addiction I think that's a dream yes. it's kind of weird stuff that happens but if you don't believe me so you, I knew you were going to fight this no 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 it's say, not that I don't say, believe you I, it's just so I'm like, is that what you actually think? Because that last I scene really fucks this, up and everything. Here's the nail in the coffin. Here's okay, the go. reason it's definitely one hundred percent cable cars. One hundred percent a dream. Let's just say she goes to a sleep center, a professional business, a business where they're trying to uh, investigate dreams and sleep patterns and all that kind of thing. And in a serious business, see if you can see something kind of out of place here. Look at what's, <laughs> what's, what's that in the background? Mistress. Is that? A cat on a cable car wearing a Hawaiian shirt? What is that doing in a place of business? What is that? Oh, that's so that good. That is something that would only appear in a dream. A cat in a cable car wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Have you been to San Francisco? It's got cold, biting winds. Not somewhere where you don't want to wear pants and not a Hawaiian shirt. This whole movie is a dream and that poster is proof. You're fucking insane, mate. That's just Thank one of you. those like optimistic keep holding on posters and his job is literally to watch people sleep so he needs a little bit of like a kick in his life and he's not like nancy doesn't do this so that's what he's got I, your entire argument is so flawed i don't even it's all a dream god damn you round three my points are so boring compared to yours i know how to get i know how to scrape for votes now <laughs> doing this long enough Halloween, the original, and still the best. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Yeah, I yeah. am. So, as we said, Laurie Strode's the original final girl. 
Just chucking this out there. If Laurie Strode didn't exist, would Nancy even exist? Oh, fuck. That's such a weak argument. That's like people being like, oh, you don't like Black Sabbath? Like, without Black Sabbath, all of your favorite metal bands wouldn't exist. Like, yeah, so exactly. A- so <laughs> it's a great point. Thanks for helping me out with it. Fucking dog. Okay, so I've got a new segment. It's called The Key Question. What's the key question? What makes a good final girl? Mm. You got the basics. She survives till the end. She outwits the threat. But lets them get away so you can have a million sequels until they end up in space. But this is the serious one. Be able to put yourself in her shoes. That's but the whole point of a final girl. Did you make that up? No. that's I, I honestly believe that's... You have to be able to put yourself in her yeah, shoes. Yeah, but you honestly believe. Did you make that up? What this last point. Where did you get I, that I, from? I wrote it. Yeah. With my head, okay. my mind. So, but this, okay. All right. No, no, no. Because I've, I've read something kind of similar to that. When you brought that up before, I was yeah. like, I've read kind of, I think in this book even. Oh, really? Um, no, I'm just really smart. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm losing votes straight away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you have to be, that's the whole point of a horror film. Is yeah, you yeah. have to put yourself in the shoes of the person and be like, oh shit, what do I do in that situation? That what makes you scared? That's the whole point well, of you're the You're not movie. entirely wrong and you're bit smart because what slashers do more than heaps of other genres is they make the audience put themselves into someone's shoes but usually the jasons and the jason's mums and michael's and i don't know if freddie gets that many point of view shots um but and then at some point during the movie when the final girls tables have turned over the bad guy then the audience gets to see things through her perspective laurie strode in the actual cupboard, yeah. fighting back. That's from her perspective. Yeah, exactly. um, she actually punctures one of his eyes. Again, spoilers. So yeah, like actually taking his vision away. That's why I was like, did you make that up? Because no, no, I was wanting to know where you read it. Because oh, no, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a definite trait of the final well, well, girl. It's I'm just a thing it's a, that I'm happens I'm not saying it's a definite trait. I'm saying what makes a good one. Okay, and, yeah, and what right. makes a good one is putting yourself in her shoes and that's what makes it scary. That's the whole point of the movie is to be in her shoes and be scared and go, oh my God, how is she going to get out of this? That's what makes a good uh, final girl, in my opinion. And what helps that is a realistic threat. So. Oh, yeah, realistic. Someone who can't be killed. Good well, job, mate. I think, I think Michael Myers represents something different. So I think he puts you in the mindset of a woman where the threat could be anywhere. There's shots and scenes where there's the three girls walking down a, a suburban neighborhood and he's behind bushes. And I'm a, I'm a man. You're a girl. You should. I'm sure you know that life is garbage and everything is scary yeah (laughs) you walking down the street you have to actually keep an eye and be like oh shit there could be someone out to get me to rape me to hurt me and men are bigger than you're kind of small yeah yeah Uh, me i go out and i just find someone to piss and then i go home it's easy (laughs) i don't have to worry about that and this puts you in their shoes where you're like oh my god where he's going to be and even the final shots of the film i just Shots of places you've been in the film and you're like, and that signifies he could be anywhere. And that's what this movie does. It makes a good final girl because you're able to go into her shoes and feel the threat. Another thing that will be able to put you into her shoes is fashion. Let's have a look at Laurie's fashion. I could see myself in this lovely number of paisley, <laughs> paisley skirt. And I was the, actually uh, going to talk about this. Yeah, and exactly. I was like, Nancy's fashion is off the hook. No, get the fuck is the fuck. Laurie's fashion is so much better. You got this elegant but stylish turtleneck mm, elegant nice, but stylish and a nice olive sweater and basically and she's you can't see it in this but she's got lovely white stockings i like would class i wear that this she looks like she's wearing snowboarding pants 
Those look like the most uncomfortable pants I've ever seen. I got distracted the whole movie. I was like, what is she wearing in those pants? I think it's the Alpines meets Jurassic Park and I'm living. And it doesn't work. I'm living because her hair is very much like mine if I, I don't straighten I, it as I, well. So I, I'm I putting myself in her shoes and I'm like, mm, that's what I would be looking like quite a bit I, of the time. I did like her also, hair actually. similar um, kind of design going on with the sweater vest and... Just cardigan. So apart from the sweater first being horrid. Uh, Why? I, yeah, I exactly. just don't even know. I, just look at the two pictures. Which would you wear? Would you wear those weird snowboard shoes, to, uh, snowboard pants to school? I don't think so. And a bonus, bonus boy, Johnny you. Depp with uh, that lovely tribute. crop top and tracky decks. Look, look at that bulge Jesus. as well. Yeah. I never noticed that. It looks like a fist. Yeah. Fuck. I wonder what he was using to hit that recent. Uh, what should, what would you do? Okay, so what would you do? Okay, so the idea is to put yourself in the shoes of the final girl. Let's let's have a look if the character represents what you do. Let's just say this happened to you. Keeping in mind that this is one hundred percent Vaughn's look, idea. Look at, this, look at this. Your your dead best friend gets dragged away by an invisible force. What would you do? I know what I'd do. I'd just fuck off out of there. What does she do? She follows it down to a basement. Who the fuck does that? Who goes, there's an invisible force. She's inquisitive and active and she wants to know more. And she's, that's. Curiosity killed the cat. And the cat's riding cable cars. This is the entire point of yours. Okay, so Laurie Strode. Let's have a look what happens when she sees her dead best friend. Oh, what the fuck? Screaming and running away. It's a normal, natural reaction that you can put yourself into because I would fucking run away from that best friend. For the purposes of your this thing that you've created and it's like putting yourself in their shoes and whatever, Laurie Strode screaming so much of the time, running around terrified, doing all the things that she does, supporting your arguments. For sure, nobody's disagreeing that, including me, and I'm meant to be disputing everything you say. However... You don't have to dispute everything I say. I've seeded your points. (laughs) Um, but people have criticized Laurie Strode in particular for so long because she's the original, but in terms of her running around screaming, being terrified at everything all the time. And that's why I'm saying that Nancy comes in and does something different that you don't need to be like a scared, frightened woman all the Follows, time screaming, uh, running an around. invisible entity dragging a dead body downstairs. I'm not downstairs. saying it was the smartest that's a, that's thing real, to that's, do. That's inquisitive, great, great role model. <laughs> By the way, uh, any parents watching, if you want your kids to follow uh, maybe child molesters or murderers dragging dead bodies, there's your role model. You bloody... Careers since. Let's have a look at their careers. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, She did escape from New York. What does this have to do with anything? It does have things to do with it because the strength of their performance, the strength of their character... Maybe led on to other roles, and because I pulling that completely na- out of his Nancy, butt. That's nothing. Na- Nancy's Nancy's performance and acting is so bad. If we can look at this, then we can look at the other sequels of Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, you can talk about that later then. Jamie Lee Curtis, Escape from New York, classic. A Fish Called Wanda. I don't see it, but I remember seeing the posters and it's it won a bunch of it won a bunch of awards. True Lies, Arnold, uh, 1994, year of classic movies. Fucking like Freaky 100%. Friday, Lindsay Lohan. Look what she turned out to be. <laughs> and then she had horrible rumors about her, which are ongoing. And you don't get that unless you're an uh, A-lister star. This has nothing to do with anything. You're the uh, The girl who played Nancy, I literally... I didn't... I, I tried to remember it so many times. I legit can't remember her name because she's not a big sure. star, but she's not a great sure. actor. Do you know why she's not a great actor? After this, she did Wes Craven movies, 98, 1984 to 99. Ten years, the only director that would hire her was Wes Craven. I, After that, 
one direct-to-video movie, Fugitive Mind, 1995 to 2007. That's 12 years she did one movie, direct-to-video. I beat you in this, I'm making you watch that. <laughs> That's a good punishment. <laughs> That's how bad this is. And Star Trek Into Darkness, good work, J.J. Abrams, you brought it back. And she's probably at lots of comic book conventions. That's probably where she's spending most of her time these days. Finally. That has nothing to do with anything. Who's a I can't better... believe. Oh, my God, keep going. Who's a better final girl? Let me ask you this. This is all I want to ask you. Which final girl do you want to represent you, the audience? <laughs> what is this? So, someone who looks after their people and says, I'm going to be there for you and try and save the day. Or someone who says, oh, don't worry about it and see what happens there. Let's have a look at the difference between the two final girls. Well, I'm here tonight. I'm not about to let anything happen to you. Promise? Promise. And look, safe and sound. Promised. Meanwhile! Why would anybody want to kill me? Why do you want to kill me? Don't ask. Fountain of blood. Oh, that's what you get. I object. Bloody, you're twisting so much stuff that's gone on in this. I you're just depending on the fact that they haven't seen it. That's what you're doing. I'm not. Okay, look. You've got someone who goes, I promise I'm going to protect you. And I promise nothing bad is going to happen to you from the boogeyman. Saves them. Those kids are fine at the end of the movie. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. You have... Johnny Depp going, why would anyone want to kill me? Is someone going to kill me? She goes, don't worry about it. I'm going to look after it. Look what she, ends up with him. Look what, turns, look what he turns into. He turns to a metric fuck ton of blood. She needs a lot of things to prepare. She says, don't ask, you fucking idiot. Not you, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Kind of you. And then look what he does. He, he bloody fails her blood. anyway and gets himself killed. So she was just like, buddy, you're not, your brain's not big enough to deal with it. Just fucking let me deal with it. And then... And then look what happened to him. Great protection. She Great had bars on her windows. You're blaming her for a lot of stuff that wasn't her fault. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'll let the, we'll let the audience decide, won't we? <laughs> Round four. Characteristics of the final girl. Talking still about this, even though we talked about it a little while ago. Minor different Javon. So let's look at them. Yeah. Bookish tends to be pretty... I mean, I think a good way to look at this is if Cabin in the Woods thought it was so stock standard that they referenced it that way in their movie those are all the most mainstream kind of elements that you could take away from it yeah. I'm not making any comment on Cabin I'll, Woods, I'll, I think I'll agree with that <laughs> no objections okay so bookish virginal obedient to an extent in terms of various kinds of authority whether that be parents or the law or I don't know in Halloween no Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Wait, let's go to the last one. She's often ultimately reliant on male rescue, but that's not, that's another generally that gets qualified often. Yeah. It's not always the case. Laurie is, but whatever, that's fine. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. So in Halloween, Laurie's friends, the party sluts, party sluts, just such a good term for like a person, always are slaughtered because they don't conform to these characteristics. And that's representative of, uh, drop P-bomb, patriarchal values and if women. I, if I had a big viewership of uh, trolls, you'd be getting downloaded to hell right now. But luckily I don't have a big viewership. I've got 15 votes on the last episode. <laughs> so yeah, you're safe. Who was this femo wearing a beanie? I actually wanted to wear my friend's feminist killjoy shirt, but he can't find it. Martin's got a feminist Aww. killjoy shirt. I want to wear it, but I want We could coordinate next time. Mm. It'll be great. So Laurie's friends, the party slots are slaughtered because they don't conform to these characteristics. And that's representative of them kind of acting out of line with how a woman should behave, basically, 
in society or in patriarchal culture, but obviously in these movies, how a woman should behave in order to survive. Lots of women are killed in our culture acting out of line, but that's not what we're talking about for now. So this is one of, obviously, you can imagine one of the main criticisms of slasher in both popular and academic writing. And Halloween conforms to this in such a rigid way. And I will say again, it's because it's the original. That's like, it didn't have the advantage of not being the original, yeah. I guess. And that doesn't necessarily have any bearing on whether it's the best or not the best, but it just didn't have that advantage where Nightmare did. Or, or a huge budget. and what yeah. you? Why would you need a huge budget to not write all of the female characters getting <laughs> terrorised and killed for way longer on screen? That's a good point. Yes. Thank you. <coughs> um, so, Laurie's characterization, Halloween's treatment of women. Laurie conforms to all of these. I just said that. She, even at one stage, obeys her party slut girlfriends when they want to go fuck their commitments off and bang their boyfriends. She's so devoid of her own character. She's just this kind of... She's lovely. She's great. I, I've defended you're, Laurie Strode you're, you're, many times before. Who's, who's yelling at you, fuck Laurie Strode? No, I wrote a thesis on this. Oh, okay, like, true. Yeah. I wrote a thesis on this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant people were coming up to you going, ever. fuck Laurie Strode. Yeah. You're like, I'm not I'm defending her now. <laughs> so who's walking up to you going, fuck Laurie Strode? Okay, so she doesn't obey her party slut girl. She's helping her friends out. Well, they're kind of a little bit domineering, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but she's just friendly. She's a nice person. She, she's doing her she's doing her babysitting. She's cutting up a pumpkin. She's making a jack-o'-lantern, but she's still... Helping her slutty friends hook up. Yeah. And so she does all of those really nice things that under this film's representation of patriarchy. Sorry, being nice is such a bad thing. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just a giant monster. I hate right. orphans. Right. Endorsing a movie that's yeah. pro-pippy. I, yeah. Just nice, nice guys never get ahead like me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. No, I, you know, she's all these really nice things and she's all these very... Placid, docile, docile? How do you say that word? Docile. Like feminine things. And then especially contrasted with all her party slut friends and all her party slut friends get slaughtered where she is terrorized for maybe, I don't know, like interacting with them or acting out of turn when she's trying to fight back and stuff. Who knows? But she inevitably survives because... She is all of these things where the party sluts are. I think, that, I and think I that think, makes her a good final girl. I think it makes her a problematic final girl. And Why? How's because, that problematic? Because when contrasted with Nancy, who kind of challenges those notions and ideas of what women should be and how women should behave, she's kind of ultimately a more feminist final girl. And that's more important to me. But I have, I do defend Laurie a lot because like I said, her weaponization of all the female symbols of domesticity and stuff, taking that back and using those to her advantage against like a hyper-masculine guy who's punishing sexual activity in females, pretty good. But that's kind of one of the only things that she has going for her if we're like doing this argument, which well, I am doing Okay, now. so your main thing is Nancy is a more feminist-friendly not uh, my not my main thing. Oh, what's your main point? Oh, sorry. If we can like, yeah, to your main point. It's not my main point. It's <laughs> just a really big point. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, so yeah. 
party sluts die and are given longer screen time per death than any of the men. It's like a pretty big thing. Like right now I'm going into why I should have made that more clear. Why right now I'm going into why Halloween is and Laurie Strode aren't as good yeah. as Nightmare because yeah. of all this stuff. So I think all of that equals a pretty biased treatment of female sexuality versus male sexuality in Halloween. The man dies when he gets killed, when he has sex. Yeah, but the rate of time allotted each death is way more in the women's favour. Okay. Or would you say the men's favour if they get less? I don't know. Mm. You see the women dying for longer. <laughs> it's like Alfred Hitchcock said, I think it's torture the women because they're more interesting to look at when they're scared. And Halloween capitalises on that a lot. And Laurie is terrorises but su- terrorised but survives, ultimately rescued by Loomis, which, yeah, again, I don't really have any problem with. But it does very much stick to the rules of horror and my biggest point is that nightmare and nancy are better because of the advantage of time that they had and they could take all of these things that halloween and prom night and burning and established and try and rework them and yes it means a lot to me that it's more feminist because those are the kinds of things that I would be more glad to engage with. But it's not like I don't engage with Halloween and I fucking love Halloween. It's also, oh, I don't know if this is going to lose me points. It's a more sophisticated film in terms of like filmmaking. When John Carpenter just John Carpenter good, he does John Carpenter so good. But when he does John Carpenter bad, he does Ghosts of Mars. I haven't seen that, but oh. I've seen some bad John Carpenter, yeah. But when he does it good, he's good. But yeah, it's Nightmare had a lot more to build on and it 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 actively did build on it. I think that's really impressive. In contrast with Laurie, Nancy isn't presented as being particularly bookish. She is a virgin and they do actually make a point of that in the movie when they're staying with Tina and Tina's lunatic yeah, yeah. boyfriend and then Johnny Depp's Whoa, like... The lun- why is he a lunatic boyfriend? That's what, they, that's what he gets called. Oh, yeah. Also, when he gets caught in the shrubbery after putting the hand yeah. over something away. a lunatic would do, he like threatens Nancy just before the cops find him. Yeah, and it's true. like, don't don't threaten a woman when you've just been accused of murder. Oh, don't worry about it. Have you seen Making a Murderer? Sometimes things just don't look great for you. Yeah, yeah. We've got through half of it. <laughs> I think it's kind of boring. I don't know. I think I'm the only person in the world who thinks that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to get on back on topic. So she does rely on her parents in terms of like the reliant characteristic of the final girl. She relies on the police. She relies on her boyfriend. They all fail her. And when she realizes this, which I will say is not quick enough, literally everyone she knows dies. So it's, you know, quite late. But it's also just so, like... So my point about the blood fountain was correct. Oh, blood fountain. Yeah. Oh, it's so good though. But worth it. Worth it, I reckon, for a good old blood fountain. Yeah, they all fail her and she works with that. She adapts to it. She's adaptable, which is also a good thing for a more active final girl to be. My point. And she disobeys each of these people at some stage as well in trying to, you know, not rely on people and get what she needs to do done, which is good. She's challenging the actual character of what a final girl should be while still being a final girl whoa crazy that's a really good point weaponizing symbols of feminine domesticity super badass also another really cool photo of her you're you're you're, <laughs> you're, <I> would, <laughs> you're what, what was going back to that last slide How's that bad for Halloween? Why does that make her a bad for No, Halloween? that's... I'm just saying there are things that I agree with okay. about Halloween. Okay, yeah, for sure. I don't agree with anything about Nightmare on Elm Street, so... 
You got someone who's sort of sitting on the fence. You got me who's driving home the points. Yeah. No, I, yeah. So that, that was a terrible segue from that to this. Yeah. I totally, <laughs> I, I respect Laurie Strode. I reckon she's a sick, active final girl. Don't rate Nazi at all. So. <laughs> um, in contrast with Nightmare on Elm Street. Actually, no, what I was going to say. The rest of what Halloween does is kind of problematic in terms of, yeah, I guess the feminist stuff is pretty important when you're looking at like the context of the two films put side by side. And when you look at the party slots getting slaughtered and the reasons they're slaughtered and who they're slaughtered by, like giant hulking, unmistakable man. I wouldn't call Freddy Krueger hulking. No, no, no. I might have said it wrong. I meant Halloween. Okay, yeah. That's like women having fun, getting punished awfully. While she's totally still a badass, it features some of the most violent scenes. Not like, I mean, we've seen more violence and sort of got like sore and stuff like that. But like, you know, both of her girlfriends who die very long, very drawn out, very, very violent. And her final scene of confrontation is just fraught with terror. You do put yourself in her shoes because you're just like, this is me. It's just how scared you would actually feel in that. Sounds um, like a good final girl. <laughs> besides... Probably this scene, which is fucking just ridiculously violent. How much blood does Johnny Depp have in his body? What are you doing, Johnny Depp? Off at the blood bank every week, drinking it down. How does he have that much blood in his fucking body? Yeah, very impressive, Johnny. Tina in Nightmare on Elm Street, probably the most violent death in the film. And you could say it's a woman. So that's bad. That's like saying what I'm saying about Halloween. Same for Nightmare on Elm Street. But like, it's just Tina... I don't know, because I wouldn't really consider the mother's death. It's just, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's as violent as Tina's or as violent as this. Or as violent as the two girls I, in I, Halloween. I, and I, I don't Laurie think Strode. the violence of deaths matters that much for the final girl. Well, I do. Uh... Yeah, that's okay. fine. You're, you're, you're allowed to disagree with me. It's a show about disagreeing on a topic. Yeah, we are disagreeing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah. So in contrast with Nightmare on Elm Street, Tina is killed in the most violent death probably besides Glenn. But aside from this, the rules of horror, again, not followed in such a rigid way. Everything that makes slasher slasher is taken in Nightmare on Elm Street. Treatment of women, treatment of the final girl, treatment of characters, basic plot. It's not a cabin in the woods or anything like that. And then just kind of like restructured and the end product that you get is just I don't know. I said before that I think Halloween's a more sophisticated movie, but I was just going to say that I think what Nightmare on Elm Street does with the slasher and the final girl is more sophisticated than what Halloween did with the slasher and the final girl. Okay, so you think... Cinematically, I think Halloween's like the better composed film. Because this is just pure entertainment. That's just... That's just entertainment. But what they did conceptually, I guess, is more impressive and sophisticated. And that's why I think that they're better... Is that, is that your main point? Yeah. Okay, so right before we go to the end, so your main clear points of why Nightmare on Elm Street is a better Final Girl movie. That, what um, was the main points? That because of the fact that it was made in 1984 as opposed to 1978 or whatever. Easy. Has it um, No. They had the slasher and the Final Girl established so that they could think about creating something that may, might not have been done before and compared to Laurie Strode, she was a more brave and active and not running around screaming, being terrified and punished for the th- whole thing. Okay. And I that's think, I think, important. <laughs> I think that is what this is going to come down to. I think it's going to be, if you're your final girl, you're like your final girl offsetting Home Alone traps. 
Yeah, smash it while you're drinking. <laughs> if you like your final girl being Kevin McAllister and being a little active <laughs> and uh, toying with the conventions, oh, if you like your original, down the line, perfect, original final girl. Because that just means that all you had to argue that Halloween was made before Nightmare on Elm Street. No, no, that's not what, that's just what I, if you feel like she's the more pure and honest final girl who, what was my main point? You were putting yourself in her shoes, you're scared. Well, I think you're laughing Yeah, do you want your scared. final girl to be empowering or do you want your final girl to fucking make you piss? You've already got Michael to do that. Depends, uh, depends who, who is into... Who's wearing adult diapers? Who's not? <laughs> they go the distance. Wow. You've heard the arguments as to why which film is the better girl. Me going with Halloween, you going with Nightmare on Elm Street. So now it's up to you to decide who wins. Just go to the website www.filmwank.com or www.filmdispute.com, whichever you like. Filmwank's shorter, easier to remember, a bit, bit naughty as well. <laughs> and vote for who you think is the best final girl of all time. If you think neither of us are right, if you think it's... Erin from Your Next. Yeah. I think she's great. Oh, wait, actually, I hate her. I really want you to speak Fuck! to her. Fuck! Oh, we could have had such she, a good time yeah, talking about Yeah, we'll talk that. about it later. God she's so it. shit. You're fucking she, dumb. Oh, man, she's just too good at everything. She's a Mary <laughs> Sue. But if you think it's someone else, if you think it's Erin from Your Next... Go to the website, leave us a comment. No one else has a voicemail. See how shit the episode is when there's no voicemails for me to laugh at? Leave a voicemail. 94680169. Oh, good oh, memory. I fucking Got smash it, it again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>